this episode was fraught with some peril. I got sick, lost my voice. My next guest lost his voice. And <laughs> I lost some audio when I first recorded this. But it's going to be a great episode. This was a social media request. And I'm going to be talking about what to expect during prep and what to expect on show day. And this is a topic I would like to expound on a little bit more with friends and really go into detail, but at least initially I wanted to put some content out there so you guys could at least get an idea and get some questions answered. And from there, I can ramble with any one of my bikini babes on these topics. But I'll give you my um, impression and um, what's going on with me. So I am now a little over five weeks out from my next show, which is exciting. I'm really happy with how things have been going so far. Uh, to give you guys kind of a high-level overview of what I'm doing, because I don't want to give out too much on my plan, but I am doing almost an hour of cardio every day, seven days a week. This is every day, not six days a week, not five days a week. Seven days a week, almost an hour of cardio. I am eating less than 1500 calories a day unless I get like a little food bump or little temporary adjustment and I'm doing four bigger lifts with some accessory work so that's kind of a big picture holistic view of what I'm doing and I'm generally stoked I'm really excited I have so much more muscle than I did last year it's been now, a full year since I've been on stage, Titans Grand Prix, which I did last year, was last weekend, and uh, it's kind of a little sentimental because I was stoked for that show, and I'm getting really excited now, and I, I definitely don't want to get my hopes up, but either way, what I'm going to bring to the stage is going to be worlds apart of from what I brought last year, so either way, it's a victory. I cannot complain. It's going to be amazing. And I have, I have so much friend support. I think that's kind of the cool thing about <laughs> competing during the fall or winter, which was not my intent originally. I just was not ready. I did not have enough muscle on my frame to start prepping in the spring, like most people. So I had to do fall and winter shows because that's when I was ready. And so the nice thing is now that all of my friends are pretty much done, I get lots of love and support and thoughtful text messages and it's amazing. I feel so loved and cared for, and it's it's really been great. So uh, shout out to all my bikini girls. You kind of know who you are. You're wonderful. I love you all, and um, looking forward to training glutes with you all soon. <laughs> so with that, let's get into what to expect during prep. I've got a list for you guys. <clears throat> the first thing you've got to definitely anticipate is you are going to be hungry. And that's just part of it. I think you really need to go into prep with the attitude that this is going to be a really difficult thing. And if you underestimate the difficulty, you are not truly setting yourself up for success. You're going to be hungry, not just, oh, it would be nice if I could have a little snack right now. You could have days where you are just freaking starving all day long. All day long, you could walk around with your tummy rumbling literally all day long, and that could go on for weeks at a time. Sounds fun, huh? <laughs> Maybe to some people. But 
you've got to anticipate being hungry. And, and I think really going into prep with the mindset that this is going to be a challenge, this is going to be difficult, you're, you're doing right by yourself. Because the thing is, if you've never done a show before, competing is the hardest fitness goal, task, challenge, whatever you could take on. Anything else you've done to this point, if you haven't competed in a bodybuilding show or a physique show in some way, shape or form, maybe, you know, maybe if you're an MMA fighter, and you're cutting weight, maybe that would be similar. But if you haven't done that, this will be the hardest fitness challenge you've ever taken on in your life. Like no matter what workout program, what diet, weight loss experience, this is not doing some tough CrossFit workouts or losing some weight, you know, through tracking points or doing Atkins. This is a very meticulous, deliberate extended period of time where you are in an intense calorie deficit to try to lose as much body fat as possible, maintain as much muscle as possible. And so you've got to set yourself up in a way where you're doing lots of cardio, you're doing lots of weightlifting, and you are not eating enough to support your your daily caloric needs. And you're doing this for months at a time. It's extremely exhausting. And the hard part is it's not just getting to the gym and doing the workouts. It's the fact that the eating is with you 24 hours a day, and it, it goes on for a long time. So you really have to anticipate how hungry you could be and how how cranky and just sad, emotional that might make you. And, and I'll talk a little bit more about that. But the biggest thing, too, I would recommend for people dealing with this is, is I definitely get hungry during prep. One thing that has helped me this season is really just eating entirely whole foods, meaning I'm currently not doing any protein shakes at this point. No protein shakes. Uh, coach said I would be too hungry. So my protein sources right now are things like chicken, extra lean turkey, some white fish like tilapia or shrimp, and egg whites. So that will help a little bit with hunger. And in general, just don't complain. Because the thing is, if you're complaining... Uh, your friends and family members are not going to want to hang out with you. They're going to, I don't know, I think it just can sour relationships a little bit, whether it's a friendship, a romantic relationship, a marriage, whatever it is. Complaining can sour a relationship. No one's forcing you to do this. No one's holding a gun to your head and say, get in that sparkly bikini and compete. Nobody's doing that. <laughs> Let's be real. Nobody's doing that. You chose to do this. You wanted to feel amazing and accomplished and proud of yourself. So you chose to take this on. So really just try not to complain, even if you're miserable, even if you're hungry. Uh, I tend to bump up my intake of other things like uh, decaffeinated teas, uh, decaf coffee, just lots of water, things like that to feel full. I'll snack on some cucumbers or some low calorie green veggies here and there. I don't go overboard on that too much. Last season, I did a lot of that, and I actually think I like bloated my stomach because I was eating so much of it. I was I was really really hungry, and I was eating so many vegetables. I think it just bloated my stomach to a certain point, and then I cut back and I felt a little better. So you could do that, but don't don't go overboard. The next point I have is you are going to have to say no to. All types of things, social events, fun things, trips, 
all kinds of stuff to go get workouts in. And that's just the reality of it. You're, you're going to be low on time. We're all busy. We all got to pay the bills. You got work, maybe kids, family, spouse, extracurriculars, um, school, maybe whatever your lifestyle is. We're all busy people. Um, we all try to pack in as much in our days as possible. And there are just going to be times where you're going to have to say no to things, um, either because you literally don't have the time or you may not have the energy. That's very possible. Um, especially if you ever get sick on prep, that is the worst thing. But for me, that has happened at least once every time I've prepped. And I have a very hearty immune system. Like I do not get sick normally because I'm so on top of my sleep and food and hydration and workouts. And I think it just, it makes my immune system great. But on prep, I get sick at least once. I've, so far, I've already been sick twice and I still have over five weeks to go. So over five weeks to my first show, actually. So I have over seven weeks total to go. I may get sick again. We'll see. <laughs> we'll see how good I am with my self-care. But either way, you're gonna have to say no to things. And it doesn't really feel great when you do that. So the reason I'm sharing this is because I want you to be able to mentally prepare yourself for what that could feel like when you inevitably do have to say no. Like that could be saying no to a fun girls night out with your friends. It could be saying no to food at a family gathering, which can also feel very awkward and uncomfortable. Something like that. I really try to anticipate the challenges or difficulties or just uncomfortable situations ahead of time so that when you're actually there in the present moment, it doesn't feel so upsetting or sad or, or whatever. Um, so if I do have a family get together or let's say a work dinner, like the last, you know, pretty much every time I've competed, it's not, it's sort of right around the holidays or getting close to the holidays. So there's parties and social engagements and everything is centered around food and, you know, treats and things that are not healthy. And I've had to say no so many times, but at this point I just get over it. Like I really do like the food that I cook and the meals that I get from Skinny Bee this this season have been amazing. And so I look forward to actually eating my meals. Like my, my food is well cooked and it's yummy. And, and I switch up my variety. So that helps a lot. Like if I'm having to say no to food, I don't really... I don't really want the junk. I've, you know, I had a long off season. I know that you put junk in, you feel like junk. So I'm not too upset by that. The biggest thing is I just have learned to let any comments that could be totally well-meaning, uh, comments that are um, underhanded compliments or backhanded compliments, any types of comments like that, I've learned to let them go. Uh, people will say things and do things. Um, if you go out in a social setting and you're not doing the same thing as other people, they, they can get upset from time to time. And that can apply to eating, drinking, drinking alcohol, which is something that competitors typically don't do. Because at the end of the day, people just kind of want approval and they want to fit in. And if they see someone who's not doing the same things that they're doing, they can very easily feel judged and feel like, their choices aren't okay. And so they may say something to try to bait you into eating or drinking or just to make you feel bad. Like they literally might just say something to make you feel bad. 
because at the end of the day, they are feeling bad in that moment. They're drinking, they're eating shitty food, and they may see you, this beautiful bikini girl who looks amazing, who looks super skinny, <laughs> or, you know, muscular, beautiful, and sleek, and toned, and all of those amazing things. They may see you, and it may trigger some insecurity in them, and sometimes that's when you can get some, some you know, either well-meaning compliments or, or comments, or you can also get kind of the backhanded compliment, you know, backhanded types of things like, oh, that's all you're going to eat? Really? Oh, wow, you're doing that? That sounds miserable. I, th I think we've all probably gotten a comment or two like that. So over time, I've gotten really good at letting stuff like that roll off my back because what I've realized is that typically when, when someone is saying something like that, they are really just trying to resolve their own feeling of insecurity and inadequacy. It's not about you. It's 100% about them. So stuff like that, let it go. Um, when it's when it's your close family, it's it's a little harder to say no. Like if your mom or your grandma made you your favorite food and you're at some family event or reunion and you can't have it, it can feel really crummy to have to say no and almost like insult your family. But if you sort of explain to them what you're doing and why, and when you'll be back to more of a normal-ish type of eating pattern, people typically understand. And um, one incident I had last fall, which caused me a lot of anxiety and stress, is that I was with my friend for her birthday in the Bay Area. We did a little Napa weekend. I was on prep, so I was not drinking anything at Napa. I had my food with me. And we went over to some of her family's house and her aunt had cooked this amazing meal, beautiful meal, all types of entrees and sides and just delicious, amazing smelling food. And I was just meeting them for the first time, had never met them before. <laughs> and I show up with my stinky tilapia and broccoli and little Tupperwares and had to explain to them, you know, thank you so much for this beautiful lunch. I can't eat it. Do you mind if I use your microwave to heat up my fish and broccoli? And I felt like shit. But to be honest, they were so kind and understanding. And the aunt had someone at her work who preps and does bikini competitions. And so she was really supportive and sweet. And she had nothing but nice things to say. She's like, Oh, you know, you're so disciplined. That's wonderful that you're doing this. You know, I see how hard my coworker works and I'm just, I'm amazed by anybody who can do that. And she was so sweet and so wonderful and not one bit insulted, or at least she did not play it at all that um, she was insulted in any way that I was not eating her wonderful, amazing looking food. So if you can anticipate those situations, it relieves a lot of anxiety and makes it a lot easier to handle because the first time around it can be really hard, but I think the more you prep and the more you do this, you just, you get used to it. You're in your groove and those negative comments, they're honestly, they're not about you. They are about the person who's making those comments. So that's that. <laughs> All right. My next point is that you want to protect your energy level and prioritize your self-care. And so what that looks like is paying attention to how you're doing day to day, moment to moment, and making sure you're taking enough rest time, not just 
time physically away from the gym, but that you are doing things from time to time that just require very minimal amounts of energy, like taking the time to watch Netflix in chill or whatever, you know, just relaxing, like put your feet up. Don't do anything. You don't need to be doing errands 24 seven. Um, and that's, that's a comment. I, uh, want you to do as I say and not as I do because I'm the worst at this but I'm really trying this prep to intentionally carve out time for self-care so I'm also doing things that are restorative and relaxing like I'm trying to do massages regularly and I'm doing I'm actually sticking with that pretty well I do get some soft tissue work I do a little bit of mobility yoga on my own that really helps with just flexibility and keeping me a little bit limber and mobile in the gym and and just you know I'm better about planning out my months and I find weekends and I try to pick out one or two a month where I just say don't freaking book anything okay if you want to go do a massage that's one thing because that's relaxing but don't slam your day with errands or social stuff so that you are running around from the gym to this place to that place to this party and coming home at 10 or midnight and collapsing and doing it all over again. That's not productive. You're not giving your body the right amount of rest and, and really true care that you need. So you've got to be mindful of this, especially if you want to do well. Um, the further into prep you get, the more this will come out. So you've really got to be on top of it, constantly checking in with yourself and recognizing that there may just come a point where there's just a big shift in your energy and your mental state and you've got to be ready to address it and in the biggest way I recommend doing that is just carving out time that's unplanned or it's you know it's unplanned but it's planned to do nothing and I think that's one of the best things you can do and, and try to do things that are restorative to you so you know on my days that are unplanned like I like to make sure I'm sleeping in because that's something I rarely do I like to get massages I like to relax maybe go to the beach and like read for a little bit or just go for a little stroll to a coffee shop and just take my time to read or just sit and people watch whatever it is those things are, are really nice for me personally and just taking the time too to just sit on my butt and watch Netflix I'd like never do that and in the times where I do I'm like man I just I need to do this more often when do I ever actually sit on my butt and watch tv never so maybe I need a little more of that excuse me the next thing that you can expect on prep is you are going to lose weight in weird places <laughs> the farther along you get into it uh, right now I just noticed today very exciting also not exciting I am just starting to get my hints of diet face so if you don't know what diet face is uh, as you get along in prep even your face and weird places in your body will start to lose weight so you'll notice it in your clothes. I mean, obviously your legs, your pants are going to get a bit looser, but all of a sudden you may notice like, oh, my my little baby cankles or, or not are gone. Um, I had a little spot under my chin I would pinch at last prep because as you, as you lose weight, as you get thinner, your skin gets thinner and thinner because there's no body fat and you're, you know, pushing out water the closer you get to the show. And I used to pinch under my chin because it was like paper thin by the end of it. I was so freaking skinny. I'd pinch at my chin. And so 
in the off season, I kind of quickly realized like, oh, that, that came back pretty quickly. <laughs> my chin feels fat. But it's starting to thin out. My tummy's starting to thin out. So I'm pinching there. And just in general, I'm noticing in my face, I do tend to look a little bit more sunken. My cheeks sort of go away. My lips will thin out. I already have kind of a thin face anyways, a long face. So I definitely get the diet face. And that's, you know, I was hoping I would I would avoid it this time around. But guess what? It's It's coming in. So that's one thing to expect. But you're going to lose weight everywhere else too. You'll look amazing. But just anticipate you're going to see your body change in a way that's just exciting but also a little different and if you've never done it before just keep trusting the process um you'll get used to it you'll get you'll get adjusted to it if you're if you're not sure if um you're coming along or your physique is making progress those those are things you can talk to your coach about but you're going to lose weight in weird places but you're also going to lose it in the regular places that we all, all want to lose weight like our hips our tummy the back of our arms you know our upper arms all those good spots and then the last one that is definitely something to anticipate or expect starting prep is you are going to be a lot more emotional and sensitive than you normally are. And you won't realize it until you're probably done prepping, to be honest. You'll, you may recognize it here and there in little moments, but until you're out of your calorie deficit, you're not going to realize how much the the deficit and the lack of carbs and just lack of energy is affecting you. Uh, for me personally, I am a victim of spontaneous crying. I think <laughs> I think many bikini girls out there are. Um, I haven't had too much of that yet. I've had it here and there. Uh, last weekend, I was not practicing my self-care and running around a lot and, and that did happen a couple times but in general I'm very good at catching myself in those moments and, and sequestering myself off from the world so it's it's not too often observed but you're just going to be more emotional and sensitive for me I'm a person that internalizes a lot of what I'm going through so I may share little bits here and there with certain friends or I may I may even like vent on my Instagram story but I even try not to do that too much um, and I also just try to be good to my loved ones, my friends, my coworkers, because I recognize the further into it I get, the more likely I am to just emotionally, like, take a, take a jump off the deep end out of, you know, out of nowhere. Like, I could be fine, and then five minutes later, I'm going to feel like the world's ending just because I'm tired, and someone made a comment that normally would just roll off my back, but when you're hungry, you're tired, you're worn down for weeks at a time, things are going to get to you. So if you can go into your prep and kind of anticipate that this will happen, you'll be that much better off and better able to address it ahead of time or, or to head it off because prepping is a fun thing. It's, it's a hobby. This is a fun sport and an amazing activity, and it should not be a reason to damage relationships, treat people poorly, or not be professional at work. So really, you know, be an adult, put your put your big girl pants on, and try not to complain. Try not to let it affect you. It will. It does for almost anyone. I think anyone that says it prep doesn't affect them in the ways that I've listed is probably not being fully truthful. But you can decide how you're going to address and anticipate these things as they come up and you decide your actions, okay? 
no one, no one is deciding what you're going to do, what you're going to say, the way you treat people. So keep that in mind. I mean, prepping is a fun thing. It's, it's a hobby and it's something you wanted to do. So if you just keep that in mind, I think that helps and just keep visualizing your goal. For me, that's, that's the biggest thing. Um, the last one, which is a little bonus point on here, because this was actually not in the original list of stuff that I talked about, but the last couple of weeks when you start getting really, really shreddy and looking amazeballs, people will start approaching you randomly, especially at the gym. People will come up to you and ask you questions like, what are you eating? Um, you are so cut. Can you tell me what you're doing for your workout program? Um, wow, you are so skinny. You look amazing. It just really depends, <laughs> but you're going to get a lot more attention and sometimes it may feel like weird attention than you probably normally get and and some of them may be those backhanded compliments I talked about um that's probably the least often people are usually just really in awe when they see especially a female who's very very lean it's impressive and and they're excited or they may know about competing and so they may want to ask you about like what federation you do and when and all this and that so be aware of that too. The last couple of weeks, you're going to get attention and, and maybe you love it. And maybe you, you also don't, maybe you don't like being bothered during your workout. So just anticipate that when I don't want to be bugged, I wear my beats instead of my AirPods because it just gives off a message of don't talk to me a little bit more than the AirPods do where they're small. They kind of hide in your ears. People don't feel like they're bugging you as much if you've got to, you know, pop one out. So that's another thing to anticipate. But that's my list. I hope this helps. And that's all I really have for what to expect on prep. There's a lot of other things. Um, this is this is a topic I would love to cover with a girlfriend who also competes because I think we could bounce more ideas off of each other. But these were the main points. So from here, I'm going to transition into what to actually expect on show day in terms of the logistics and sort of what that looks like. And granted, it will vary quite a bit based on who the event producer is of the show and what region and federation. But I'm going to speak from my experience. And I have done shows in Southern California through the MPC, so National Physique Committee. So it's the amateur division of the IFBB. And so I can't necessarily speak to like INBA, a natural federation or WBFF. I definitely can't speak to that um, because that just looks like a Victoria's Secret fashion show and a lot more complex than the MPC. But I'll, I'll tell you guys about my experience. For your show, usually you're going to have to check in either the day before or the day of. I think it depends on the length of the show and also the event promoter. So here in Southern California, Muscle Contest, you do your check-in the day before. So Friday afternoon, you go check-in and you would get your first coat of spray tanning. For a two-day show, you might you might be able to check-in in the morning or it still might be the day, the day ahead. I have not done a national show, so I'm not trying to speak to the logistics of that. But maybe I, I can get somebody who has to, to do that with me sometime. Once you're checked in, you've got that first coat of tan. So muscle contest here in Southern California, you check in, you know, they measure basically your height and then they assign you to class and they give you the option to add classes if you want to do like masters or novice, if, if you're eligible for those. 
and you can buy stage shots and stuff like that. And then once you're done, if you've bought the tanning that is at the venue, you go get your first coat of tan where the check-in is. If you haven't, if you've arranged it independently, you probably just arrange it with that person. Or I know people do pro tan and you do that yourself the day before the show. Um, but either way, you're going to do your first coat of tan. And then for most people, um, you're probably going to limit your water that night. So the night before your show, limiting water. For me in the past, I've cut it out around dinner time. So maybe around six, seven o'clock. I'm not drinking any water uh, the day of, not really drinking any water, maybe a tiny sip here or there, but not much at all. And then also too, the night before, in the past, I have not eaten any vegetables. And that's just for bloating, fiber digestion, um, just to try to make your tummy look as little as possible for the next day. So typically dinner is something really light, like just a little bit of chicken and maybe some yams or some small amount of carbs. For guys, they totally prep different. Um, and, and what you're eating, I don't want to speak to too much because everybody is different. I have a different coach this time around, so I'm not sure what I'll be doing the night before just yet. But that's typically what your evening's going to look like. And then you just want to relax. If you want to go through your posing routine a couple times, that never hurts. And then just relax, like put your feet up, go to bed early, you know, make sure you've got all your stuff for the next day. And oh, I did forget to say, check in the day before you're going to get your number. It's a little button that you'll clip to your suit or your board shorts or, you know, whatever you're wearing. If you're doing men's, women's, whatever, do not lose the number. You need that. They'll typically also give you a wristband too, to say you're a competitor and the tanning company may also give you a wristband. So if you're getting the venue spray tan, they'll throw another wristband on you uh, just to show that you can go get multiple coats with them through the day of the show. And all of those wristbands, they will get the spray tan on them. I just can, I'm able to hide them underneath the bangles and the jewelry that I wear. So that's, that's what I recommend. But moving on. So we've gotten you all the way through that first night. The next morning, you're probably going to get up kind of early. If you've never done a show before, I would recommend going to the athletes pre-meeting. And if your show starts around 10 in the morning, that athlete pre-meeting might be at eight, something like that. But basically they'll take each group. So, you know, men's physique, classic physique, bodybuilding, bikini, figure, women's physique, They'll meet with all of you on stage. They should talk about how the logistics are going to run, what posing you're going to do. So you may already, you should already know before you're going into it, how they want you to walk and which direction you're coming from, but they'll just walk you through that. So if you're not sure, it's great to be there and know if you've done a bunch of shows by that event producer before, you know exactly how things are going to run. I know plenty of people that don't go to the athlete pre-meeting. It's up to you. And normally I like to have my hair and makeup done before this. So if I go to the pre-meeting, I want to show up with my hair and makeup already ready. So that's why I get up so early too in that morning is uh, have somebody come to your hotel or you could get it done at the venue. It's just typically maybe a little bit pricier to do my hair and my makeup and eat a little bit. So usually my food has been something again, light, you know, maybe some, a little bit of chicken, maybe a little bit of oats or some rice cakes or something like that, a little bit of peanut butter. And you just kind of go by what your coaches will tell you. So they may ask you to be sending them pictures or they may just tell you, okay, at this time, eat this, at this time, eat this. 
you want to bring all your snacks with you, bring all your stuff you need with you for prejudging. Your hair and makeup's done. You go get to the venue. You go to that athlete's pre-meeting. You get a chance to walk out on stage and kind of practice before the show gets started. So that's a great thing to do, especially if you're a little nervous. It might make you feel a little better. And then you can kind of just relax until you're ready to go on. For a lot of event producers, I know bikini is oftentimes at the end. So you've got a lot of people to go out and and get you know judged before you. So you can chill. Depending on the timing, it might be time for a snack. <coughs> Excuse me. And then after that, you're going to do your little pump-up routine. And then you'll go on stage for pre-judging. So pump-up routine will also depend on your coach and what they recommend. But that should pretty much just entail eating some type of carby little snack, like maybe some candies, some Swedish fish, some Sour Patch Kids, gummies, um, whatever it is, rice cakes and honey, something yummy. And you'll do little exercises, like maybe you'll do some lateral raises to get your shoulders pumped up, some band work. Usually there's bands and some dumbbells backstage for you already. So you get to use those, but you can always bring a band or two with you. And you want to pump up, you know, just a little bit before you're going to go on stage because pumps go away super quickly. Uh, For my last season, I did take a, uh, just a non-stim pump product. So little pump product just to help the muscles pop a little bit. And I just dry scooped it because I was not really doing water. And that I think actually worked pretty well. I thought I got a little extra, maybe a little extra, extra juiciness to the pumps when I did that. And so then you'll go on stage for prejudging and um, where am I going with this? You're going to go on stage for prejudging. Depending on how the show is laid out, you may go out and do your full routine or for very large shows, what they may do is they may have you come out five or six girls at a time and then they may call out poses like ladies face the judges ladies face the curtains where you go transition into your back pose and then they say may say ladies face the judges and then they may move you around they may just do comparisons if it's a very large show that's all you may do for prejudging um that's what they did the frigno last year it actually made things go a little quicker because there were a lot of competitors and either way whether you do your full routine or they just do comparisons the comparisons will happen And that's where they're truly selecting the placings, not to say that they can't change their minds. The judges always have the right to change their minds later, but typically the way they leave you at prejudging is how the placings will be awarded. So they'll have all the, all the girls out five or six at a time. Anyone extra, let's say there's 16 girls in your class will be kind of on the wing, still on stage waiting and those five or six girls, they'll start, they'll start calling numbers so that um, basically the way you want to be, <laughs> you want to be at the end of it is you want to be right in the middle because right in the middle is first place. Usually to the left is second and to the right of that first place is third. So the closer to the middle you are, the better it is for your placing. And then once you're all done with prejudging, you're going to have a break hopefully in the middle of the day. The bigger the show, probably the shorter the break will be. Uh, For example, muscle contest again. Southern California, prejudging starts at 10. 
final start at five. So if it's a big show and prejudging is not done until 3 p.m., you only have a little bit. Whereas if it's a small show, they're done around 1230. You've got several hours to just chill, relax. People typically go back to their hotel, maybe eat a little bit, not too much, rest, put your feet up and just kind of relax. You know, maybe get your makeup and hair touched up a little bit before finals. And then finals, you're going to come back. And finals will probably seem like it's moving a lot faster than prejudging. For example, they'll call people out. If you were doing your routines, you'll do your routine probably just once if you're in multiple classes. So if you're in multiple classes, let's say you go out for novice and you do your routine, you do that. If you also do unlimited, you come back for unlimited, they'll probably tell you just to hit one pose, like your front pose, and sign off and move to the side because they've already seen your full routine with novice. And then as soon as they're done with everyone in a class, they're just going to start calling people and naming awards. They may do the comparisons, but to be honest, they've kind of, for the most part, picked the winners. And unless they maybe want to change their mind or if they want to give the crowd a little show, maybe they'll do more to compare people. If you win your class, which congratulations for winning your class. If you win your class, you're going to go up for the overall. So that means each winner... Most shows will have bikini A through F or A through D. They'll take the winner of each, compare those girls. And and same thing with all the classes. They'll compare each class winner and give an overall winner. So you get to do a little extra comparison like you did in prejudging. They'll put you on the wing of the stage and then they'll announce the winner. And that's really it. It's it moves a lot faster afterwards. You go take pictures in front of the step and repeats, get lots of photos with your friends and family. It's a day you want to remember. In general, take tons of pictures. You've worked so hard for this. It's going to be an amazing experience afterwards. Go treat yourself to a meal you've been craving. Celebrate your hard work. Pat yourself on the back because you've just achieved something amazing. And that, for the most part, is what to expect on show day. So I hope you guys got a lot of value out of this podcast. I definitely want to do a longer form version of this with some other girlies who also compete so they can give their wonderful input and we can have a little bit more of a back and forth. But I definitely did want to put this episode out for you guys because this was a topic requested directly from you, the listeners. So thank you guys again for listening to Bikini Things. This has been episode number 20. And don't forget to go to iTunes to subscribe. Please give us a five-star rating if you if you also have the ability to do that. And subscribe so you never miss another episode. Thank you guys for listening. That's it.